Bocafire.com. Bocafire is a better way to rent professional DSLR lenses. With 30-day rentals, unlimited swapping, free shipping, and free insurance coverage, Bocafire is the best deal around. Use any Pro, Canon, or Nikon lens for your DSLR camera with no return dates and no stress. Keep it as long as you want. When you're done, send the lens back using the prepaid shipping label and swap it for your next one. Offering all the most popular Canon and Nikon lenses, including primes, zooms, telephotos, and a lot more. Use the coupon code ANGRY15 to get 15% off any Bocafire membership. Valid now through July 2016, only at Bocafire.com. Here we are. This is uh, episode two. We are sitting with uh, Jenna Adams, the director of Reinhardt Modeling Agency out of Philadelphia. And proud to announce that uh, second episode in, I now have a uh, great co-host who's come on board, um, Stevie Chris, photographer from the Philadelphia area, a good friend of mine. Uh, Steve, why don't you say hello? Hello. (laughs) Hello. I am here. I am talking (laughs) naturally, sort of. Yes. Not really. Naturally. (laughs) All right. So we'll uh, kind of get right into it. So Jenna, why don't you say hi? Hello. Hello. So Jenna, you know, we've we've known each other for quite a few years now. Probably about five or so or more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think uh half a decade. To, honestly, I think it was six mm-hmm. because that's when I used to work for uh Michael sometimes and I knew any of them always to sure. hang out and then met you guys through them. So sure. two thousand nine. It all blends together. I'm yeah, gonna say I sure. Yeah, I know, I know. Six. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, so and we kind of talked about this personally mm-hmm. uh, in the past, but, you know, for as long as I've known you, you've always been with Reinhardt. Right. Uh, so what was your career path kind of like up until taking the role you had there? Well, it's I bounced around a bit, but accidentally always kind of in the same field. Um, I went to FIT for all of two months. Uh, nice. Two classes I could afford, one withdrawal, one fail. Um, and uh, working full-time obviously took precedent. So I... Uh, did what everyone did. I worked in restaurants and then I decided to get out of New York and I wound up in Boston just because a friend was moving there and I hitched a ride and uh, was determined not to be in restaurants and um, thought I have to do something related to what I wanted to study and I wound up cold calling some modeling agencies. And the first was super snotty and rude, and I thought, okay, no, maybe not for me. And the second <laughs> you was... You can name drop, come on. Uh, I, <laughs> it's I think been I, years. I think I won't. Um, <laughs> and the second was... Uh, um, just assume that was in New York. It was actually Boston. <laughs> okay. Not such, okay. A, not such a far cry. Um, <clears throat> nonetheless, so the second person I called, or second place I called, uh, was much more receptive. They had just lost somebody, hadn't even had a chance to advertise, and I went in that afternoon, and... Um, for, for like an assistant booker position. And by the time I got home, I had a message on my actual answering machine. Oh, throwback. Yes, Freddy actual answering remember. machine. This is in Those were the days. Late 90s. When you had a, uh, a home phone with a cord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, didn't hear all big that. Buttons. You have to rewind it. <laughs> exactly. Be kind. Exactly. Be, Be kind, rewind. rewind. Absolutely. Oh, someone <laughs> stole my tape from the machine. Oh, <laughs> now I'll never know. Blackmail. Oh. Blackmail material. Um, Microfiche. So I, I started working with, with them, and um, they, it was called Models Inc. And, um, Are they still around? Uh, they actually, we were uh, bought by Click. Oh. It's a larger, um, yeah, larger Click. agency, and um, so it was Click Boston. And shortly after that transition, the women that had owned Models Inc. one decided to go and start a family. She left, and then within two months, the other woman left. So I went from 
Booker to agency director at 21 years old. Wow. 22, 22 years wow. old. Uh, within about four months time. Having, what was I had that? been there what for about like? a year. Um, I was too young to know the, how big of a deal it was. <laughs> I really didn't. I just kind of stepped into it and, um, and did the best that I could. Yeah. And um, I mean, In reality, that's all you can do, right? Absolutely. You can't really prepare yourself for, for um, especially careers that don't require any certain kind of education or formal, um, you know, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you have to, it wasn't that different than bartending in yeah. a lot of ways. You multitask, yeah. you deal with different kinds of personalities. Trying you read to get people. overwhelmed, right? Yep, yep, take yeah. every task at hand. I mean, so. it's, it's something I talk a lot about in people I talk to and everything else. I mean, it, it, like you know, it's life experience is the greatest teacher. <laughs> Certainly. You know, and uh, you and can, often the mistakes. Right. Oh, no, of course. You, you, can, you can study all you want in theory and, and, and postulate how things are going to go, but it never works out that way. So no. it's just like, you just got to roll with it. And Which is more satisfying awesome. anyway. Yeah. I think that if you set yourself up for something, um, you know, uh, ideal, you, you might miss something that's actually ideal for you. Right, right. So how, how did you handle that, being 21, being a director? I just what, what woke up of, what, every morning and got it started. I mean, I, I was, um, it was interesting because I was younger than a lot of the talent that I represented. Yeah. Um, and I was daily, you know, fighting everyone's natural urge to not take me seriously, mm. um, which was fine because I wound up kind of being able to be more creative and take more risks because people's expectations weren't ideal Love anyway. That. Love did that. You, did you find being younger and being an agency director, maybe you could relate? A little bit more, just because certainly of the demo. The, certainly to the, the the newer models. Yeah. Um, that I was getting started, and a lot of them really went on to do super well, which is um, still makes me really happy. Yeah. And I was doing that at that age when nine eleven happened, and mm. it was interesting because they just started showing up at the office door. They wow. just everyone just came to us. So um, there was a, an, an odd uh, solidarity, but mother hen. Right, right. Type of role that I took at a really young age. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, So I guess the question I have is like, you know, you started out, like you said, in in Boston, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And then you you came to Philadelphia. Years later, yeah. Right, years later. Um, I think we talked about, you know, you obviously love Boston. Right. I do. So long. I love people from Boston. It's a beautiful city. It never felt like home to me. Yeah. So what about Philadelphia? Is Philadelphia I'm a Philly home? girl. I'm hey, born yeah. and raised in Germantown. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So nice. I, uh, so it's a bit of a coming home for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, I did, for the most part, public schools, and I left at 18 like I was on fire. I never thought I'd be back. <laughs> I, I had all sorts of ideas about New York and elsewhere, and um, we, I, I met my husband in Boston, and we traveled around a little bit. We wound up leaving Boston, moving to South Beach for um, about nine months, and then realizing that that wasn't going to work out, and uh, considered our options. And it was actually my husband's suggestion, because we had visited family, and I thought, you know, I don't know. I every time I go home, I feel like a better version of myself. So right. sure, yeah. let's do that. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. So well, you know, you mentioned a good point that being uh, 21 at the time and and a director at, a, at an agency in, mm-hmm. in Boston uh, was a bit you know kind of crazy. But obviously, maybe when you when your career transitioned to Philadelphia. You're in a much, let's just say, better place, right? 
in personally yeah sure yeah well yeah in, i mean i was career, i had yeah i had a better handle on right. who, what it was to be me right yeah. right right um so do you and i'm asking you do you feel like there's a sense of community in philadelphia amongst like female executives of certain things or i think community is an odd word in a digital age mm -hmm. um i don't see them very often i mean we certainly we have castings and that kind of thing but there is um i the biggest example of that would there is a, a community in a sense that um when I had my son, mm -hmm. there was, you know, there was a big understanding on, you know, maybe I wasn't a little, as much of my game quite yet. And there was lots of, I get it, mom brain, we got you sister, not to worry. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll double check with you. I'll, I'll make sure I go over everything a little bit more um, with a fine tuned tooth comb. So um, certainly, yes, there is that partnering, but I don't feel that it's, it's a kind of industry that doesn't lend to a lot of glass ceiling type of right. attitude. I don't feel it as heavily as maybe some women do. Right, right. Okay, cool. Um, so I know you just mentioned, you know, uh, the you know, recent recent baby boy. Mm -hmm. Congratulations again. Thank He's adorable. You. Thank That's you. He disgusting is. Disgusting how cute he is. I totally agree. <laughs> no, um, no fight for me on that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and this is something through us, you know, chatting over the years, that you know, uh, you and your husband Anthony, mm -hmm. uh, who have kind of made this like conscious effort that you guys and I always found this when I hang out with you guys is like, you you kind of put your careers first, enjoyed life, you know, and and said okay now that you feel like you're more settled in your careers and your life that you decided to have you know get a house and, and have a, have a baby mm -hmm. and that's awesome. Um, it's very grown up. Yes, and and but it was kind of like the and adulting. I and I, I guess I'm yeah I guess I'm asking. We're trying our hand at adulting. I don't personal know. experience. <laughs> Did you get like a lot of flack over the years from family about for that having part? put things off? Right. It was uh, a silent, uh, a, you know, understanding that we just weren't going to do it. Right. So when we actually announced that we were pregnant, um, I don't know why we said that. I was pregnant. We were expecting. Um, when we announced that, it was a lot of like, really? Oh, I, I, I had no idea. In fact, Anthony's mom said, I, thought I wouldn't that have. ship sailed. Right? Anthony's mom said, I wouldn't have gotten a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they know that we do things on our own time. I mean, we were together for 10 years before we got married. So, right. Um, I, you know, I, I think. Can you repeat that so Jessica can hear you? 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna catch shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we we both have a um, an approach to life to try to just be as present and in the moment as possible, and um, that doesn't always equate to a life plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's if you're if things are going well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, we decided right. we wanted to have a family, um, and we were both getting a little OLD, so it's it seemed time. That spells old. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? I was thinking you were trying to say like long on the tooth or something. No, like no, no. OLD, no. old, lame, and dead. I don't. I'm yeah. like, I know. Well, on our way. That's the. Yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah, what yeah. I'm getting yeah. at. Yep, yeah. Just spelling it out. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Just, just literally. Just literally spelling. No it hashtags out. on that one. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, um, you know, I you kind of mentioned it. So I mean, because it's, it's no, I'm noticing that that you know, our society, a lot of people are. Uh, you know, having kids later and later, especially mm -hmm. millennials, you know, like they're, they are kind of making that conscious effort to put careers first right. and, and say, you know what, there's no rush. And people are having children later and later, right. in, you know, in terms of age, you know, so it's, 
Yeah, I think career has definitely, especially because women are so much more part of, um, of, of having a career in the, in the workforce than, I mean, even just a generation before me, um, it's an expectation that you're going to have a career more often than not. Um, I hope we don't wind up with idiocracy. If you've ever seen that movie, I think <laughs> yes. we've, we've, we've tempted fate maybe a bit, but right. um, yeah, I, you know, I think it is, it's definitely a much more normal thing. There's a lot more, you know, people my age around 40 or older that have, you know, young children. So yeah, it, it wasn't really a plan that way, but yeah, no, it, but it's, we're not alone. No, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's, uh, you know, you, you think about our, even our parents' generation, you know, the baby boomers where, you know, at 18, you were, you were working a full-time job and maybe you went to college, you know, yeah. and you, you had a family, you know? And well, I think that work before was more about paying the bills so that you could provide from the family and, and put food on the table. Whereas then we got this crazy notion that we should do something that we enjoy that fulfill something inside of us, which of course is backfired in a lot of ways <laughs> because a lot of people are, con- you know, constantly dissatisfied. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, yeah, my grandmother was 19 when she got pregnant, 20 when she had my mom. My mom was 19 when she got pregnant, 20 when she had me. And um, I went screaming in the other direction. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of weird how it works out. I mean, it, it, and that's something that, I, like, uh, my, you know, like I said, my parents, baby boomers, and they're very understanding. But at the same time, like. You know, when when I graduated college it was in 06, mm-hmm. so it wasn't great. And then I went to grad school and graduated in 08 when it wasn't any better. It was right. worse, you know. And uh, and I remember him saying, "He's like, I feel for your entire generation. Yeah. You guys are screwed, you know." And and he's like, "Cause you having are these things, you know, like in the past couple of years, all these wars, all these right, you know, downturns, craziness, and it's like, you know, they literally just don't get it. They never had the well, it's a tough thing too because yes, there are all these wars and all these economic um, this economic roller coaster and all of that, but that's not that unique to our generation. No, of course. Yeah, I yeah. think the more unique thing is that we we were all told if you go to college and you get a further education, you will make money on the other end. Go ahead and take out those loans, not a problem. You'll find work. Mm. And as someone who's been in and out of restaurants my whole life, every time I decided to take a break from this or producing or casting or whatever it was I was doing. Um, I would be tending bar and somebody would walk in with a resume and they had a master's degree in biology and they couldn't, no, and they were applying for, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. engineering, whatever. And they were applying for a bar backing position because there, it wasn't available. Yeah. So I, it's, it's every day now. It's yeah. too common. It's disturbing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I used to live in South Philly and I worked at the Planet Fitness on 25th in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I went there knowing that I was going to be paid $8 an hour to clean bathrooms and to clean off, you know, wipe down equipment and check people into a gym, you know? Right. And, um, what's that bike? The drones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was funny. When I was getting interviewed, they were laughing, going like, if you want this job, sure, but you, we know full well you're all severely overqualified. And, and I was like, no, it's fine. You know, I just want to be busy. And I ended up, you know, liking it. You know, I got along well. And one day my uh, my assistant manager comes over and goes, Jose, you got to come over here. I'm like, what's up? He goes, believe it or not, we found someone who's actually more overqualified for this job than you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I look at this resume. And I saw this guy come in. looked like a rugby player or something, you know, big, big built guy. And, uh, and he's a UPenn graduate, mm. Wharton School of Business. Oh, gosh. Right? He's on the, he's on the rugby 
team and the and played football too, I think. And he was an All American, so he's an All American athlete. Went to UPenn, Wharton School of Business, oh, and he was even a part of like a bunch of extracurriculars, you know, that I never bothered. Maybe he just really liked the gym culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting there going, "Wow, I don't feel so bad that I'm working here." Or conversely, I should be depressed because things are still not great if that guy's coming in here right. and he can't get a right. job. The worldview on this right. is a little upsetting. Because I yeah. took it. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's crazy. So it's a question I always get. And, uh, you know, recently I moved out of Philadelphia and moved to the suburbs of Maryland with Jess. And, you know, and I'm sure you you probably already kind of started this conversation with Anthony where it's like, you know, are you guys going to continue to raise a city baby? That's or, the plan. Yeah. Or eventually maybe do the burb thing. At this point, to raise a city kid is, is the idea. I mean, we've already started getting involved with the local um, uh, elementary school, uh, you know, going to meetings and that kind of thing. And, and um, where we live in Fishtown, uh, we bought this past March. There's a lot of you know, young professional, quote unquote, um, families with small children. And everyone's trying to kind of uh, bolster the, the public schools there and get yeah. involved with the community. It makes a difference. No, yeah, um, I, I would I would like to see him grow up with the wherewithal to be a city person. Yeah, the culture and all yeah, that kind of absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know? That being said, thankfully there's city parks. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, we want to be active in that regard. But you know, I don't know where life will take us. I, nice. I, I try not to fret about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, if if I feel the need or responsibility or a plan, I just buck it immediately as a natural <laughs> instinct. So I just don't go there. If I have to do something, I'm not going to do it. So. It's, you know, leave it open. Fold like a lawn chair, huh? Exactly. Nice. Well, I mean, going back to that, wanting to stick around Philly and want, like, seeing that growth, especially in Fishtown and places like that, going back to the modeling agency part of it, like, what do you feel, how, how do you feel about <laughs> that kind of creative? Do you think that's on the up and up in Philly? Do you think there's still a stigma being in New York's shadow? The ugly stepchild. End? Oh, yeah. The ugly mm-hmm. stepchild. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, there will always be that stigma. Yeah. And certainly for That's anyone... That's never going to go away. No, it's but, never going to go away. Yeah. There's two sides of it. There's yeah, people right. that have worked in New York and they have... This is going to sound terrible, but I feel that they, <laughs> they feel the need to, to validate the fact that they worked in New York. So New York will always be the best, which to a certain degree and in lo- on lots of levels it mm-hmm. is. And then there's people who always wanted to work in New York who never left Philly and they have to align themselves with that market. Philadelphia is Philadelphia. We're not we're yeah. not a fashion capital. We're never going to be. We do a lot of pharmaceutical print. We do a lot of yeah. uh, financial. It's advertising. Like more commercial work, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. much more commercial work. So, um, but that's you know not to say that it isn't a legitimate. It's it's a necessary function in advertising. Yeah. Um. So no, we we don't. You know, we're not doing avant garde. <laughs> but that's you know. Reinhardt's more commercial advertising models right it is and it isn't we i mean we definitely provide a lot of fashion types for runway and yeah. for informal i mean um you know not designers necessarily but more like well yes for designer clothing but mm-hmm. out of the stores that kind of thing um so we have those girls and we but when they have all that potential and they really have the look you know they're we make sure that they know that new york is where it's going to happen yeah right. so so, so yeah. philly's reinhardt's home you for sure, Reinhardt's as old as I am. Yeah, so that's um, old. I know. <laughs> o L D. O L D. Thank you very that's much. O-L-D. You have to spell right. it out to yeah. you know less impactful. Right, right, right. Sounds or just make you stutter. You're thinking a little bit, maybe you know, right. distract I a bit. I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Reinhardt's here. 
Reinhardt will always be here. So, do you think Philly is going to be a bigger hub for that, like modeling, like the creative, the photography, that whole industry part of it, or do you think? I mean, New York's New York, like we just said, right? But do you think Philly has potential to be in that kind of spotlight? I'm not comparing it to New York because right. New York's a you know fashion capital of the world. We're not going to be that, but I don't think so. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I think that um, you know the more important thing is to to do what you do and do it well. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get um, you know large scale attention for what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the people know that Urban Outfitters is is here, and that's right. probably the the most uh, public. And obviously, we've all been reading those articles lately. <laughs> um, A but, buddy of mine, she just what. 30 minutes ago, text messaged me. He just left there after a year. Mm-hmm. But. I, and I work with them a lot, and I've seen a lot of the changes there. I've actually seen a lot of changes corporate-wise um, locally. It's interesting. There's definitely a changing of the, of the guard um, in a lot of ways. But, I, I, no, I think what's actually interesting about Philly is that a lot of um, – we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, a lot of people live here and work elsewhere – yeah. Um, a lot of photographers are repped elsewhere. They travel. They do their jobs yep. wherever the job may be, but they choose to keep Philly as a home. Um, we have companies that are local that support local business, certainly. Yeah. But you know, ultimately, you can you can do very well in the business and be out of Philadelphia, but not oh, have yeah. it be about I, Philadelphia. I was I was always a huge proponent. Um, I tell people it's like it's the second biggest city in the East Coast, the mm-hmm. cheapest to live in, mm-hmm. and you're an hour. You're, like you said, it's a hub, so you're an hour yeah, from New York, two hours from Boston, sure. an hour from Baltimore, two hours from DC. Yeah, it's like they'll never be hungry. The food is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, you know, great foodie city. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather live here like a king than be a pauper right. in New York City. Well, it's know? interesting. I mean, if you even just look at real estate, like Northern Liberties is out of control. Oh, yeah. um, and even Fishtown is is yeah. really gaining and what we're seeing is it's a lot of people from New York that are commuting. Yeah. They you know, they live here and Supposedly they work in Manhattan. We're we're the and I was going to say this later. We're like the second largest booming city in the country. I don't doubt it. from Austin, Texas. That makes sense. You know? It makes a lot of and sense. It's like, yeah, a lot of people from New York yeah. are kind of realizing, hey, I can move down here, still Especially be close. Especially startups and, and the creative field. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just going crazy here. Yeah. And it's perfect, perfect city for it. Yeah. Again, New York's New York, but it's accessible. Right. You have New York, you have D.C., you have Baltimore. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of cool to see. Although I kind of don't like it. Yeah. I don't want them to know. <laughs> there's there's always that any any creative living in Philly there's that love hate yeah. with the yeah. industry oh yeah. that's just that's just yeah. Philly yeah <laughs> Let, let's be honest we love we love to hate we love oh, to yeah. beat ourselves up we're we're uh, I always tell people it's like um, we're, you know, we're lovable assholes yeah right? exactly yeah. <laughs> they don't call them the Broad Street bullies for nothing exactly fans of Philadelphia you know please we had the papal visit which was an amazing event and everyone was pissed off <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I'm sorry that you don't have your car accessible yeah. you live in the city get over it. It's ridiculous. So, um, you know, you've always worked in the kind of creative circles, mm-hmm. you know, and you've always, you know, your husband, uh, just, to, you know, let's plug him. You know what I mean? Sure. He, he's an actor, <laughs> a yeah. photographer, mm-hmm. a model. Yeah. Easy on the eyes. Not so bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's also a baker. Yes, he's, he is. Third generation. Sounds like, sounds like Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. He's Build-A-Man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. He's yeah. actually Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and she just plugs in the little thing. Yeah. Okay. I was wants. thinking like, that and Play-Doh. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, weird, you just weird science to him out of nowhere. <laughs> I love a good 80s movie reference. Absolutely. Well, weird mm. science. It. Uh, yeah, he is uh, very talented in lots of in lots of different fields. So what about you? Were you were you ever creative growing up or, you know, like... 
Well, I really thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I, I drew throughout school. My oh, teachers cool. let me draw throughout class because it kept me focused. Little ADD. Um, <laughs> I designed most of the prom dresses at my prom, which was cool. Wow. It was a small neat. class, but it was cool. Still um, yeah. So I really thought that's absolutely what I thought I was going to do. Right. No doubt in my mind. And then I got up there and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> not for me. I just... Um, it just it didn't come nat- as natural to me. The business part of that didn't right. come as natural. And to it's me the as one in expected. New York, right? Because there's yeah, isn't there a satellite one in Philly or something. Or no, that would be Art Institute. I think that you're referring to. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, Fashion Institute of Technology in mm-hmm. the Garment District. So, um, but yeah, again, two classes, one withdrawal, one fail. So, uh, I but you know, and when I was very young, I thought I wouldn't be an actress, and then I went audition, and I thought, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. Well, I mean, I guess that's one thing you can you can say that I, I you know. I mean, let, let's just look at the name of what this show is, you know, The Angry mm. Millennial. And I, for a long time, I never really identified as one. Mm. But then I started, I started actually looking into it. I'm like, oh, yeah, if anyone who's born 1980 or later, technically, is one. So, okay. But I think the one thing I always heard about that I thought was interesting was our generation might not know what we want to do, but we know what we don't want to do. But to me, that's a big part, right? Well, I mean, that's, you know. That's my, yeah. that's, I think, a huge lesson in figuring out what it is that you do want. Yeah. You try things out and you say, that's not for me. Exactly. And then you're you, one step closer to what that yeah, other thing yeah, might be. Exactly. Totally different. What are the statistics now? Like the average, the average person around our age, like give or take, they're not in a career more than three years. Three right. years and move on from. And it's not, and, yeah. Before it was like a stigma. And now it's like two years. Yeah, it was years lifelong. Even, well, you're yeah. You one place and you might move. I'm going to sound like the angry Gen Xer now. Oh, go, um, go, go. <laughs> It, it's actually, uh, I mean, I get it. I really oh, do. But you, I, You've lied a lot of people who you liked leave, didn't you? Uh, you did. All right, I can already tell. Just tell us. Yeah, just, I'm just going to Just say you missed them. No, tell no. Us, no. No, no. Ooh, she's bitter. No. Um, Woman scorned. No, not no, not at all. I mean, it's strictly professionally speaking. Yeah. Um, I find it really difficult to um, to wrap my head around how much there's no sense of permanence which kind of often leads to accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, we do live, and, and actually those that are not quite millennials, but younger, 90s, what do you call them? I don't even know. Gen Z. Gen, Gen Z. I don't even know. I don't know. Xboxers. Xboxers. I, I like, <laughs> that's like Bobby Soxers Gen from the 50s. It's an Xboxers. Gen Z. I like I that. Know. Well, whatever the case may be, um, you know, this is really going to sound old and fuddy-duddy, but seriously, since the advent no, of the... No, the fact that you said fuddy-duddy is... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to break them out. Then. OLD. OLD. I'm letting it all loose. Um, it, it, since the advent of the cell phone um, and texting and that kind of thing, people don't have to be on time for anything. <laughs> you you don't. You can't you don't get have people to, be to show time. up and open the doors on time, can you? That's no, you don't have to ever. be on time for anything. There's always a I'm running behind option that you can just send out there when really, no, no, you account for things. It's just what you do. Look, honestly, professionally, when I started in this business, the, it, what I do now, which is managing people, making sure a client gets what they need. Herding and cats. Herding kittens, yes. <laughs> we'll call them kittens because they're cute and fluffy. Um, herding kittens uh, you know, and handling details. At that time, maybe there was a beeper involved. Other Ooh, than that, technology was home phones, answering machines, pay phones. Fax machines Ooh. for important Ooh. documents. We mm. did not have the internet. We did not use email. We used word processors. Okay? So, and this is 
I mean, I call myself OLD, but I have, this is not that long. I mean, this no. is the late nineties. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a different work ethic that was a part of that when you had to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have something to reference back to friend. You're not going to be able to get yeah. in your car and then plug in the address to your GPS. Yeah. You can't Google. Something there's just a lack of professional ethical responsibility. There's not a around. need like, usually, right? Yeah. You well, can people just, think there's not. Well, exactly. Yeah. You're trained to think that there isn't because information is at the at the fingertip at all time, and it's really it's a shame because you 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 know the the expectation is instant gratification. The expectation is well, I showed up. Okay, yeah, but you showed up a half hour late, <laughs> and you you don't seem to think that that affects anybody else that did show up on time. Yeah, and that's something I deal with professionally. You know, with models or actors, with clients, with just people in general. So. That's my funny yeah, duty rant. I tell every assistants when I hire assistants, if you're early, you're on time. You're on time, you're late. Oh, you're yeah, late, you're yeah, fired. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah for a, sure. And I mean, people it's, don't understand that that yeah. holds true. And it, it's <laughs> right. scary. It's a scary, scary thought, right. you know? And uh, Well, you were mentioning, you know, people that don't stay in jobs for very long. Everyone's yeah. trying to find their zen. Everyone's trying to find their personal commitment, their fulfillment, I should say. And I can appreciate that because I was always that way as well and I looked into something mm-hmm. that I enjoy that is satisfying to me personally mm-hmm. people but people hate you well <laughs> hate on haters uh, <laughs> but uh, you know and I'm fortunate and I recognize that for sure and having a kid it also makes all that stuff not really matter that much because it's about <laughs> him um, but there, I feel like there's a cor- correlation between that the, the lack of uh, work ethic and understanding of professionalism and also people that just spitting through jobs yeah you know, sometimes you kind of have to suck it up. Oh, yeah. It kind of helps you separate the flock right. at times, you know. Right. And should you be working are, like, 15 hours a day? Good. You know, maybe you just go into your job and then close the door and go to your life. doesn't yeah. have to be so intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, when I used to work at Planet Fitness, I mean, it was at first, it was a hit to my ego. You know, sure. like two degrees and I'm sitting here going, man, I had a cool job and now I'm, you know, but it was the most humbling thing ever. And I also realized that, um, it wasn't that serious, you know, like it's not, you're not saving lives. Yeah. And like (laughs) you said, it's to me, it was, it was one of those things where I was sucking it up. I was doing a job Mm -hmm. and I was still doing it well. So I was there for honestly, maybe a month when they already offered me an assistant manager position. Right. Because they realized again, I showed up on time. I did my job. I wasn't, you know, and that, and that is the, just a part of who you are as that's your character. Mm -hmm. But I think if more people applied that to their understanding of the job that they hate, but they do a really good job. You don't, you're most likely not going to stay in that exact job. Right. If you continue to, to, to show that you can do more, people will promote. Yeah. It's no. hard to get good employees. Yeah. 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 And especially, I mean, so is that, is that, that's such a good question. Um, do you, at, at Reinhardt, do you guys, are you big on promoting within and, and oh, when you can, I guess. You know, I, but, we're a very, very small group. Right. Um, I think the responsibilities kind of grow naturally if, if you're someone who's um, self-motivated that, uh, you know, kind of goes that extra step. You don't just do it to completion. You kind of see beyond that. Um, you make new work for yourself. and You kind of promote yourself in that regard that you grow business, that mm-hmm. you, you know, gain the trust, that you have, you know, people asking you questions, that kind of thing. Right. That's actually, that's a good transition for one of the questions about, photographers coming to you right mm-hmm. because they're putting the effort in so how do you how do you 
see that? What do you, what do you, like I guess, what, like talk what advice, to, yeah, for what testing advice, purposes? Yeah. What do you advise to have photographers want to test with agencies, yeah. and, but they fear the process? You do know? you need to see solid work? Do you need to just see the ambition? Or do you, I mean, of course you want to see that the work's good. That's given of before anything. Light is first and foremost, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Um, if, you know, if the model's terrible, the clothing's terrible, the hair and makeup's terrible, if the light is beautiful, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that comes with study and it comes with eye. Yeah. You know, it's learned and also innate. Um, so that's probably the first thing I pay attention to. Um, a level of professionalism there is really important as well. You know, I don't, I'm not interested if you're some artsy silent type that doesn't <laughs> want to really communicate and you show up and you're weird. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to send 16 year old girl models to, right. sh- to shoot with you. you you're yeah. freaking you're, people and you out. Look, and you look like one of the guys that probably wasn't in Stevie's band. You know? <laughs> no, more like the roadie. <laughs> right. that, that's the issue. I nice, mean, yeah, nice. I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, somebody's paying attention that's a sponge, you know, also coming in with a big, you know, chip on the shoulder about what it is that you already know. That, you may very well, but if you need me, act like you need me. You know, um, I don't need to be romanced. Just, you know, I mean, be straightforward. <laughs> um, and then the other thing certainly is uh, the models. I hate to say it, but, you know, Ooh, stop God. using, like, your cousin. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. So It's distracting. Do you encourage your models to go out and pay for, like, updated work, like, from solid people? How, how do you guys... I usually start them... I will always do what I can to have it be collaborate, creative collaborations yeah. that don't cost anybody money. Everyone's benefiting. It's a lot to manage in yeah. addition to my workload, so it, it has to be with people that I already trust, generally yeah. speaking. Um I do usually send, I do have a testing photographer's list that I use as a a referral, basically. Um, And these are people that I know what I'm going to get. So I can say, look, go spend that $400, hair and makeup's included, you're going to get three to four solid looks. You know, I'm going to get what I need to get you making money. If, you know, and then things kind of start to happen on their own. Um, Also, most of those testing photographers are really good at um, giving direction and advice. Which, you know, look, I can... Super important. Yeah. Yeah. I can do, I can say whatever, but I'm not there behind the lens understanding from a, basically a client's perspective Mm -hmm. what what you need to see. So, yeah. Nice. So, um, I guess there's another question. Do you, in today's social media world, do you push a lot of the girls to to really work on their own brand of from their kind of aspect? I do not. No? No, I don't. And I know that that is something that has become a huge part of um, the, you know, the marketing, the, the Instagram accounts and mm-hmm. all of yeah. that. Um, I see that that's a, a very uh, prominent way of, of self-promotion, and I get that. But honestly, I'm not here to make celebrities. I'm here to make money. And uh, that should be that should be uh, one of the one of the pull you know, pull away quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I and I'm also very um, protective. Yeah. You know, and I the first thing I say to the young girls I meet is one, be very careful socially in your school about who you talk to about what you're trying to do, because especially girls are mean mm. and you don't need to invite that kind of pain into your high school life. It's going to be tough enough. And two, be very, very wary on social media what you say or put out there because the wrong kinds of people are the kinds of people paying attention right. and they may even be professionals. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone approaches you, you send them to me. Nice. So I guess another question. So like, 
what is probably some of the biggest issues you face daily in your job? Personalities. Yes. Um, a bunch of egos, right? Kind of a yes. bunch of alpha types bumping into each other. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've been doing this long enough to kind of see the uh, the rhythm to it. There's the younger girls who are super eager, which is great. They're they're usually the the most flexible and easiest to work with. Um, there's the girls who really get it and understand it's a, a business. Um, they are fewer and farther between than I'd like. Mm. Um, you know, I have so many guys that worked with me at, you know, late teens, early twenties, really, really started to hit their stride. And as soon as they did, took a full-time job or a girlfriend who didn't like them to model. And all of a sudden they're gone, which is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, have, I, have, I saw that so much. It's, oh, yeah. oh yeah. There's always that element. Um, and then there's the girls who hit 30 or more and lose their minds because it's a really difficult business for, right. for aging in any regard. Well, do, um, you, do you, um, cause I've seen that and I've seen like, are there some agencies that specialize in the older kind of demographic of, you know, commercial? Not usually or? specialized, but most, most major agencies have a board called classic or they just call them women, as, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny and, yeah. and, and appropriate. Right. Um, it, it, it's a real thing. And there's actually a lot of, uh, money to be made as an older catalog model or I mean hey look Viagra commercials those women are gorgeous and they were once young fashion girls yeah um so yeah. it's you know I don't think that the business necessarily isn't set up for people to age gracefully I think it's the mentality it's hard and I get it it's hard to have always been beautiful and for that to always been your identity and then that concept of beauty changes you know it's like the I don't know if you saw that Amy Schumer bit with Tina Fey and Julia Louise Dreyfus oh and Patricia Arquette, yes. which is <laughs> where they're, ha they're having a, yep. uh, a picnic in the middle of a field. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then she just canoes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Um, you know, and they talk about like, you know basically you go from the leading lady to the mom, right? You know that or kind of thing. You start getting the uh, like they said like the the roles that you just hear it and you go, oh, I'm not at all a sex object. Oh, that's cool, but right. what? Object, let alone being. I mean, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's so. I mean, I, I do, I do get all that, and so that that part can be difficult. Do you, do you find that some models, some girls come in, they have this pre, you know, this idea in their head of what modeling is, sure, and then you tell them go out, you know, maybe maybe there's an assignment that you know they fit perfectly, but in their head they're like, oh, I just I want to do fashion, right. and they don't understand that there's different avenues to modeling. Right. Do you find that a lot? I how find do, that how fairly do you, often. How do you work with someone who's really set in that kind of mind? If they don't eventually listen, then it's not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't have an argument with someone every time I'm trying to give them money. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it's crazy. And, you know, we aren't saving lives. And I try to remind people that. I mean, and, and without sounding crass, you've won the genetic lottery. All you have to do is take care of yourself and show up on time. I did not win that lottery. No, well, yeah. no. There's a reason why I'm behind the desk. <laughs> but you know, I mean, the, the whole. I was just that losing quick pick number. I yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got one out of five. I just. Um, so, but yeah, that does happen fairly frequently, and usually people are kind of open to understanding that. You know, look, that Vogue cover that you want so bad. They don't get paid. <laughs> they get paid in being on a Vogue cover. And besides yeah. the fact they're all celebrities now, not models anyway. Oh, yeah. What's your thoughts um, on that? 
I was transitioning. That's so strange. I mean, every magazine, even like the tattoo magazines you see these days, it's just yeah, it's all Adam Levine or something awful. Like one tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I have an infinity sign on my wrist. Um, yeah. Oh, have you seen, uh, he shaved his head recently? Have you noticed that? No. I don't watch the show. What's he went on? What's the one he's uh, on? The, the voice. voice. The voice. I saw a commercial. He, he, he shaved his head. Yeah. The dude had a nice head of hair. I don't know why he did it. Maybe it was a roll or something, but he looks like a thumb. It's weird. <laughs> like he looks, and so so many jokes. And was about like, the little sharpie yeah, on yeah, face, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Dude, isn't Howie Mandel on America's Got Talent or something like that?" And they were ripping on him, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" You know, like, don't mess with a good thing, man. Yeah. Who are your people? Where are your people? <laughs> like, Ugh. you shouldn't be left to your own devices. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's a good question. So when you said if it doesn't work out, I mean, we're getting to the nitty gritty of it, but mm. like with with Reinhardt, is it like? Uh, the contracts they have a girl sign is it like a year, six months? Is it month to month? We or? don't have them sign contracts. Oh, okay. The way that the state of PA uh, views contracts, it would change the nature of the relationship. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, making them an employee, which is not what the relationship is. They're right. independent contractors or subcontractors. Um, so, really, I mean, I do ask that people work exclusively with us in this market. Mm-hmm. That's not New York. That's not DC. Um, one, because we put so much time and energy and and um, you know investment into the individual. Um, you know, we represent them, but they represent us. Um, so it's, you know, we do ask that they work with us exclusively, but they're not, uh, committed. There's no, there's no legal obligation. Right. If they decide to move on or if we decide it wasn't working out, then that would be the end of it. Okay. Cool. So what, just going back to the whole, well, we're in Philly. Yeah. So. I mean, for anyone that doesn't really understand it, like say a new model approached to you and you, you think they have something that's marketable that'll help Reinhardt out, right. which is obviously the end goal for the agency to make money, like you said. Sure. For for anyone that doesn't know, maybe walk through the, a quick Cliff Notes version process of how a model comes in, you know, you talk with them, get them started. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, you know, the whole, the whole the beginning process. steps of it. Um, we ask that people send us photos we don't do open calls or anything like that anymore um they don't have to be professional they can be snapshots as long or you know i hate to use the word selfie because (laughs) if i see a duck face it's a no um but keep uh, that in mind jose yeah no no more yeah (laughs) they're snarls thank you very much okay okay. (laughs) um so basically you know you know take a look at the pictures um you know Obviously, height is a situ- is a real thing. Sizing is a real thing. Um, and then if we feel that they p- have potential, I bring them in, kind of talk to them about the process, get a sense of availability. People do not understand this is a normal business. You <laughs> cannot do it nights and weekends, exclusively anyway. Um, and kind of walk them through what they can expect and what our expectations are with communication, with commitment, with you know following through. Um, with with commitments, um, and then I get them started with you know sending them to the right photographers or who yeah. I feel is best for them, help edit pictures, and then we um, it's not like it used to be with you know hard portfolios or sending yeah. out packages of comp cards anymore. It's all digital, um, and then really we just get people started right away. I I feel it's the kind of thing you get going, you get your marketing materials, we handle the nitty gritty, yeah. and then you ask questions as things come up. That's great, basically. Nice. nice. All right. Well, um, we will kind of start to wrap it up. Sure. You, you have a, a short time window. And thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. So I'm going to go real deep on this last question. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, going real deep. Diving in. Oh, yeah. Well, holding yeah. on to my chair. Yep. So, Get your Scooby gear on. So <laughs> like, kind of like we mentioned before, going back to uh, your, your, your husband. Mm-hmm. 
And it seems like you've always been kind of the career-minded one. Not necessarily he's not into his career, but um, Anthony's more of a kind of like the artist who lends himself right. to, you know, three, four different outlets that his hands are in, you know, sure. between the baking and the acting, the modeling and, and the shooting. He's and being great. master dad. Yes, and being an amazing dad. Yes. Um, so how, do you find that hard to balance as a couple? And I, and I only ask this because um, I know for I think he's guests, trying to get advice for himself. Yes. Well, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, this has actually been very much a, um, a, a, a consideration in my mind for the, you know, and, and Anthony's as well. But yeah, it's no, it's not easy, even a little yeah. bit. It's really complicated. And having a child um, is always going to stress a marriage, certainly, just in that you want to do it so well and you have to figure out you know, who kind of takes the reins in some position, you know, in some ways and um, how and who supports in other ways. Um, it's complicated. Uh, and every day is different. And some days it feels like everything comes together. And some days you're like, I'm talking a different language. I, I, I don't, <laughs> you know, we are not meeting in the, in the middle here. And, yeah. and I think that's just life. You can't expect that it's going to be smooth every day. Um, I think you have to understand who you are as a a complete individual in order to figure out yeah. how it's going to work as a team. Yeah. And ultimately the kid comes first, just period. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. I don't know if that answers your question. No, 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 <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. You know, it was just cause like, you know, it's, it's just been, you know, tough for us lately where, you know, when I had that for, I had a job, uh, in New York mm. at a, a town square and I did that for, you know, for almost four years. And then, and that was for the entire length of our relationship. That was what she knew. Was like, right. okay, I worked there. I also am a photographer, and as a photographer is how we actually met. Right. Because um, she's a photographer as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it just was um, one of those things that you know when that suddenly kind of changed. Well, whoa, you know, like, right. and, and it was it was kind of like okay. Um, you know, I'm, for instance, just doing this and, and, and doing the writing and stuff like that. It's 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 going back to me, for me at least, to a more freelancer type type you know uh, outlet and career. Yeah. Um, and it, it was it was tough to say, oh well, I'm gonna do this and you know not look for a normal nine to five job for right yeah. now. You know, and uh, that was a tough discussion. And, for you know, sure, yeah. for sure, because I mean, you know, it, you do have to take turns sometimes. Um, you know, especially if you are a creative person, which you are, you know, you, you, you have to have an outlet. You have to see that through or you're not being true to yourself, which is ultimately not good for the family. Right. Um, but there, yeah, I mean, it's a tough conversation to have to say, okay, like I'm going to suck it up and be the breadwinner or be this, be that steady paycheck. You know, sometimes someone has to do it, but it's not always, it doesn't always have to be the same person. Right. I'm not throwing Jess under the bus, but <laughs> no, but it would be interesting if, you know, for instance, because, you know, Anthony is very creative. And in fact, when he was working at restaurants, I sat him down. I was like, no more enough. This is right. ridiculous. You're, you're, you're wasting your time. Um, it's really tough. And, and he, he went for it and, and which has been great. Um, are there days where I would like to kind of, you know, pursue other things? Of course. Yeah. But go back to that. That bartender lifestyle. <laughs> Whiskey. Yeah. Shots, staying up till four or five in the morning every day, waking up around one, oh, getting yeah, ready that, for work. Those days have a long, long I, gone. My, my head is pounding already right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I have like a third coffee, I might be a little too yeah. weird. Right. You know, I don't know if I can, uh, I certainly couldn't go back there. But, um, you know, I mean, 
it's natural if you're introspective and uh, you pay attention to who you are at all. You're, you know, you're always going to kind of want something more, maybe, right. or yeah. want change. I'm any, lucky any, enough to like what I do. I feel anybody in a relationship where one person is in that creative, you know, side of the brain and the other is not, it's difficult. It's hard to get them to understand. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain it. Like you're just not wired to be that, you know, daily nine to five right. sort of thing. It's tough because that's the same thing. My girlfriend, she works, you know, she's a nanny right now. She uh-huh. has her master's. She works eight to six, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, photographer. It's not steady. Right. You know, it, it's, it's difficult to balance, but. It is difficult. And I think the the biggest, my father told me this when I was young. He's like, no matter what you deal with in a relationship, no matter what hurdle, no matter what issues arise, do anything you can within your power to avoid resentment. Mm, yeah. Resentment is poison. Right. So if that means you know, that you're talking about things and having tough conversations really regularly, do it until you, because, you know, you can't, you can't stamp those down and make them go away. They don't go away. Yeah, they don't. It becomes something else. Um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult, but, you know, if you're with a person, you, you value what they need to be happy, so. Yeah, right. That's what matters most. That's a perfect summary of all that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without getting to, you know, we have to be hard. We can't, (laughs) talk like that <laughs> all of our uh, tissue issues right that's a nice, nice one tissue issues all right well um jenna thank you uh hope Very you welcome. hope Thanks you enjoyed the process and yeah realized it wasn't that scary right no it's not live so that's a comfort yeah yeah we're not like recording this in video that's my thing everyone's oh, like well, oh you want to do a screen cat like no. a, a video I mean, podcast i'm like no, no. not at all not even no i won't bit. even facetime <laughs> so but uh all right so we're gonna let you go get back thank um you. but lastly who's someone that you'd like to hear us talk to on the show hmm yeah, that's that's yeah. a good question. Oh, that's gonna be. Question. I'm gonna ask everyone that because then it lends to who we go after next. Yeah, free. I just sounded like advice? Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> I'm like, who we target next? Use <laughs> <laughs> DNA. Um, I, it might be interesting to hear from an art buyer or art director, someone that works on the uh, creative side similar to what I do but on the um, client end mm-hmm. you know how they bring together the photographer mm-hmm. the the look of the model the the general creative direction I, I have a friend of mine who does that in New York she works for a um, like a big makeup PR company was mm-hmm. in charge of that was the same thing she was in charge of all the creative aspects hiring yeah. photographers and putting together the looks right. and because I mean really they I mean it's kind of like being a baker you know, and pulling together all the right ingredients to get mm-hmm. the right outcome. And it would be interesting to know kind of what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, because sure. I have my behind the scenes, but that's, it's a, it's different. So yeah. that'd be interesting. Okay, cool. All right. Great. Well, thank you again. We'll, we'll let welcome. you go and uh, had a great time. Thank you. Me too. All right. All right, guys. <laughs>